When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to The Grind House, where we drink coffee and talk about movies. I am Sean, and today with my girlfriend and co-host, Leah... We will be winding back the reel to 1986, where a Texas radio host finds herself victimized by the macabre cannibal family as a mad former Texas marshal hunts them for revenge in The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Let's get into it. Thirteen years ago, audiences across America were horrified by the savagery of a faceless killer. In the wake of this bizarre rampage, he vanished. Now, after more than a decade of silence, he has come out of hiding. Chainsaw Massacre 2. The buzz is back. Directed by Toby Hooper. Spread the word, you dirty cocksuckers. Tell all your grave robbing friends I want them out of the city now! The nightmare of insane murder. From the depths of hell. Welcome back to Texas, Leah. There's a reason why I live in the Northeast. What Sean. is that supposed to mean? Sean. Sean. The Texas the Tex The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The horror masterpiece of the 70s. A movie that defined slasher horror. What in the fuck was this follow-up, Toby? What was this? What that that other movie was beautiful. It was perfect. It was classic. So something I should note is that when you sit down and watch Toby Hoover's catalog of films, most of them aren't that great. And I feel like I feel like he kind of struck gold with Texas Chainsaw. He peaked. And like that was like his best film. And you look at a lot of these other ones and and they're not they're not up to par. They don't carry that same feeling, that same tone. They they lean a little more towards campy, cheesy, comical. Uh, this is no exception. He definitely went for a different type of movie with this one. And I think 
I personally like that it's a different type of movie. This one is insanity to its peak. I also think Toby Hooper had a lot of issues. Like, there's there's stories that float around about him, about how he... I I think there was, like, a drug problem at one point. I'm not positive on that, but... Mm. It's definitely clear to me that he wasn't... His head wasn't in the game most of the time. Right. He wasn't okay. Still a brilliant filmmaker. I don't. I love all of his stuff. What What other movies did he do besides these two Texas Chainsaws? Uh, so he's credited as the director of Poltergeist, but there's debate on that. Because technically he was the director, but they it's believed that Steven Spielberg actually did most of the directing. And they just gave him credit? Yeah... Or uh, Steven Spielberg ghost directed it. Yeah, essentially that that's the the theory. Poltergeist, Poltergeist is a good movie. Yes, he also did a movie called The Fun House. Uh, he did a movie called Eaten Alive, I believe is the title of one of them. And that starred the girl. I think I read that that starred the same girl that played Sally in the first one. Possibly, yeah. I, I don't know too Maureen much about that something, one. I think it was Mary Maureen. Oh. But uh, his his films are. They're very, like, popular. Most hell is very much not what the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because, like, Texas Chainsaw was his first movie. So maybe he figured out that he enjoyed making these more, like, cheesy, campy type of films rather than, like, straightforward, serious horror. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. But they they all seem tend to carry like a craziness to them. Like he enjoys playing with that idea of madness. Yeah. But it just something just felt very wrong about this movie. Just from going from the first one, which is terrifying. Terrifying. It gives you this absolute utter fear feeling. And half the movie is is him chasing after Sally. And it's terrifying, and she does a great job. This actress, not going to shit on her, she did bad. Um, the whole movie just sucked. How much did they pay Dennis Hopper to be in this? But so, then I remembered, <laughs> he. this is the same decade where he did Super Mario Brothers. Well, this was the coked-out Dennis Hopper era, where a lot of his performances and movies were... He was just blowing lines literally and figuratively yeah (laughs) he is literally and literally actually at this point and uh i don't know personally i i think that adds to the character in this there was no point he had no purpose not really what purpose did that man serve in this film to to be the the foil to the sawyer family i no no no, no, he had no. You take Dennis's hop. You take mm, you take Lefty's character completely out of here. I think it might have been better. I don't know about that because, like the the tone of this movie, it's very much a like comical type of horror film. So and made it like a little more wacky, a little more fucking insane than it already would have been. Like if he wasn't in there, it would have basically just been. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre again, but more funny. It wasn't even funny. But it's intended to be funny. Where? All over the place. I didn't laugh at all. I mean, it's not like, ha ha, 
funny. It's no, more not even ironic funny. funny. No dark funny. This was just this is a ba- this is a great way to start off a new year. This movie was terrible. I am sticking with this movie was garbage. I definitely don't agree with that. Look, <laughs> we're gonna fight this one because I was hoping for a great sequel. This is the reason why sequels should never be made. I actually disagree. I think this is the exact reason, the exact way to follow up. This shit's on the entire front on the entire first movie. I don't think so, but we'll get into that a little bit as we go on. But I would like to shift gears a little bit. I think we should pay homage to the sponsor for this episode. Yes. Pete's Coffee. Hello, Pete, my old friend. Now, Pete's Coffee is something uh, we started drinking, an affiliate sponsorship for this podcast, and we started drinking uh, Major Dickinson's Blend was the first one we tried. Yeah. it's um, I very much enjoyed drinking it. Um, this is a coffee that they, they boast a, a bold flavor and a smooth, balanced richness, which I kind of agree with. Mm. Like... I found this to be better than most of the coffees that we had tried. Absolutely, yes. Um, and we had gone through many. We went through like Death Wish and um, what was the other? Uh, Incubus put out a coffee. The, Morning Brew. Yeah. yeah that yep. one was pretty good. Uh, we even tried. Da- uh, no. We even tried. Down, e- Down East. We tried. Yeah. We even tried Down East. We tried. Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts, of Starbucks. course. But Starbucks. <laughs> um, New England coffee. New England coffee. Green Mountain. Green Mountain. We've tried so many. Oh, we like, have. It, the been... list is endless because we fucking love coffee we, in this house. We live off coffee. I don't think I can go a day without it at this point. No. Seeing you go a day without coffee or a morning without coffee last week, you were a zombie for about two hours until you had your coffee. Yeah, it sucked. Oh, yeah. Last Saturday, <laughs> last Sunday, you did the 24-hour thing last Saturday, came home. You slept for a little while. You didn't perk up until you had coffee at two in the afternoon. Yeah. So essentially, and I had about three cups at that point. He was he was a little vibrating at that point. <laughs> but no, Sean and I have to have coffee in the morning. It is the first thing we wake up. You make coffee, then you take care of everything else. So Pete's coffee has definitely been a nice. A nice, smooth coffee to start off in the morning. Not, you know, oh, God, there's caffeine. It's it's a gradual wake up. It's no, nice. Yeah, it's very soothing mm. in the morning. I don't, I don't know how else to put it. Like, I very much enjoy their coffee. And we've only really had the one kind so yeah. far. Um, we do plan on trying Big Bang next. Yeah, we saw that one at the, at the store. We're going to get Big Bang. Which this one is, it's a medium roast. Um, and it's supposed to be very... I think this one's going to be more of a wake up. It's not going to have the smooth transition. I think it's going to be more of a whoa. Yeah, because um, if I'm not mistaken, when coffee is roasted, it actually becomes less caffeinated. Yes. Like the light darker is it more, goes. The darker it is, the less caffeinated it is. So if you really want to buzz, get a light, get a light roast. Yes. This one's somewhere in the middle. So we're hoping to kind of, I think Major Dickinson's was a dark roast. Yeah. So we're kind of. Gradually that's, working that's our way the up. smooth wake up. <laughs> the cool thing that I think about Pete's is it comes in a variety of different 
styles and flavors. Mm. So you can get it in medium, dark, or light roast. You can get it in whole bean, ground, or K-cups if you're a Keurig person. The flavors include like Italian roasts, Arabian mocha java, organic French roast, so many others. I honestly want to try them all. Yep. I buy them all right now, but... I don't know where we put them. <laughs> we, 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 we have a lot of backlog coffee right now. <laughs> <laughs> so much. So much coffee. But honestly, like, I, I I don't really, at this point, want to start my day with anything but Pete's. Yes. It, it's it's my go-to. I would like to get a big old cup of Pater and have it slap me in the face every morning. <laughs> And Pete's also does something that I think is really great for anybody who's looking to try it. Mm. They do offer a subscription service, so you can, like most other things these days, you can you can sign up as a subscriber and you can try out some of their their different flavors. And for new subscribers, they do offer a thirty percent off discount, Ooh. which you can access using the link down in our show notes. Yes. So, so generally, you're going to go to that link, you're going to subscribe to the subscription service, and when you check out, use promo code NEWSUB30, and you'll get 30% off your order. I don't think that's a bad deal, personally. No, I think that's an amazing deal, especially for coffee lovers. And this is an ongoing offer. It's never going to stop as far as we're made aware. So definitely follow that link, check it out, get yourself 30% off, try this coffee. It is delicious trust me why would you want to go to dunkin donuts or starbucks and pay full price when you can get 30 percent off a subscription of coffee brought to you all you gotta do is brew it comes right to you i don't i don't think there's a better deal neither do i but we should probably get back into the movie yeah we should (laughs) so as we said today we watched the texas chainsaw massacre 2 this is the 1986 American black comedy slasher film directed by Toby Hooper. Toby. This one was written by L.M. Kit Carson. It stars Dennis Hopper, Carolyn Williams, Jim Sido, Bill Mosley, and Bill Johnson. It was originally released on August 22nd, 1986. And this one, it's worth noting that this was made... I believe it was over 10 years after the original. Yeah, when was the first one? I thought it was 80... Uh, 1974. Damn. So more than a decade later, Toby Hooper finally came back to the film that started his whole career. But decided to take it in a far different direction. Oh. Now, as we were saying arguing about when we first started here Mm. i honestly believe that when you go back and decide to make a sequel to a film that at this point would have been so popular so polarizing like it was one of the biggest things to happen to horror still to this day i definitely think that stepping into it with a completely different viewpoint and doing something that nobody is expecting is the right move. I disagree. I think that that movie was so good. The first one was so good. It was reinventing the horror genre, how it's done, how suspense works, that I believe this is... There was no good parts to this. Nothing. It was just... 
It was like watching a parody of the first one, but somebody else's reimagining of it. In a, and in a way, it was. Yeah, but not in a good way. See, I think I personally like these kind of like over the top, crazy, like more fun horror films. Like, I mean, for fuck's sake, we've talked about things like Night of the Creeps and... Um, but Night of the Creeps is good. <laughs> this is bad. See, I, I don't think it is, though. Like, I, I think it's in that same vein of, like, where it's, like, it's fun. It's, like, they're not taking it too seriously. Like, this one, essentially, they dive into it and dial everything up to 11 and just say fuck it we're just gonna have fun making this we're gonna make it as insane as we possibly can and not worry too much about it it's not the seriousness that they took out for me could be because even at times texas chainsaw had humor to it um like the dad the dad and that whole family dinner there was a lot of humor in that it just it It gave me an icky feeling, like the whole movie, all the way through. The the main girl was just terrible. The douchebags in the beginning, the whole thing where they took the whole family out on the road, and now they live in a debilitated, decapitated funhouse. Like, I I just uh, it it gives me an irk. It irks me and gives me an icky feeling. Like, fine, it doesn't have to be serious. The first one wasn't serious 100% of the time. But this makes it a joke. Like, at one point, like, Leatherface starts rubbing the chainsaw on, on, what what the fuck was her name? Her nickname? Stretch. Stretch. On Stretch's crotch and starts getting off on it. And she's like, you're good, aren't you? You're good. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> the whole point of the first movie was, was it wasn't there was nothing sexual about it. It was pure cannibalism. It was pure fear and horror. Why did we bring that into this? This was like Toby Hooper was trying to be like, oh, let's do all the campiness of the movies nowadays and add the sex and add the weird stuff, which fine, you wanna do that. Try doing it well. This is not done well. Well, to that point, like I think that may have been part of what swayed his decision to do it this way. Is like, remember, this was ten over ten years later. Maybe his his thought process was, well, movies are different now. Like he made the first one in the seventies, middle of the seventies. So this one came was coming in middle the of the late, 80s middle of the 80s it's a whole different decade movies are very very different now than they were then so maybe that was the idea it was just oh well we gotta try something new otherwise it's not gonna land as well i don't think it paid off no but i, I definitely think that he didn't shy away from that this was a different kind of movie i mean the poster alone for this one the theatrical poster is literally a it's a re- reco- it's a copy of the breakfast club yeah so it's, he's definitely telling you this is not the same thing we're, we're doing something very different i i don't know i 
see, Friday, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, I can forgive because it gets campier as it goes, but it's like it gradually levels the campiness. So it starts on the bottom floor and it goes up a level. This just decides it takes the elevator all the way to 10. Like we were on the first floor. We're on the 10th floor. There's no connecting floors with these films at all. And I know there's a third one. I saw on the Wikipedia, there's a third one. There's a fourth one as well. Like the... And a fifth. The leather face in this one, <laughs> nowhere near as good as the first one at all. The the dude that played, and I know it's supposed to be the twin brother of Nubbins. Nubbins was killed in the first one. This kid, you know, metal plate kid, I forget his name, is supposed to be the twin brother of of the other kid from the beginning, the, uh, the Vietnam... Talking about the hitchhiker. Yes. Yeah. Like that. That I. That I could see. That I could understand because the craziness level was there on both of them. That honestly, probably my favorite character. But they. It went too far sometimes. It went too far. Like we can get into it more, but like there was only one real death that like would sit with you. The first Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like all of them died. Nobody like, and all of them were gruesome, horrible, more realistic deaths. These were campy and terrible. Now we're there aren't many deaths in this no. movie. There's not many characters in this movie outside of the family. Yeah, there's the four people in the family, or five, including grandma. Uh, there's four, four with grandpa. And then, like, there's, like, the non-actual living members is, like, Grandma. Yeah, and Nubbins and a couple other. Um, there was cameos from the first film. Yeah, which we'll get into for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I just, I, uh, I can't, I, let's just get into, let's slide into this film. Because I, there is no way you're convincing me this was a good film. No way. I am standing ground. This was fucking terrible. All right. Well, rather than diving directly into our breakdown, which mm-hmm. is what we've come to normally do yes. on this podcast, I want to try and start something a little bit different, a new addition to Grindhouse. Okay. Where... We explore the back of the box. Oh, okay. Which is essentially we're gonna we're gonna refer to either the the VHS release or the one of the DVD releases or whatever format we have. Or if have. unfortunately all we have is Blu-ray, you know. Yes. But you know the internet exists and we can look up the original releases, which is nice. So. Yes. Uh, so for this one, we're gonna take a look at the back of the VHS release of this movie, which is uh, this was a canon film, which are notorious for being fucking awful movies. Fucking awful movies, Sean. (laughs) Uh, They're not all awful, but canon film was notorious for that. Uh, This one, I believe is the original canon release that we're looking at here. And uh, I'm actually going to start a little bit on the front of the box because they've got the the tagline here, which oh, is, God. after 10 years of silence, the buzz is back. <laughs> you 
It's like he did everything to just make me hate this film. <laughs> so, shifting over to the back of the box here, we've got Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2, starring Dennis Hopper. Plunge into the unimaginable heart of sheer, unrelenting horror. <laughs> The blood, sh- the blood splattered saga of the original cult shocker, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, continues as Leatherface returns, and the screaming begins again. Ten years ago, a demented family of killers butchered his loved ones. Now, Dennis Hopper, Apocalypse Now, and Blue Velvet is determined to wreak violent revenge. The trail of gore leads to a catacomb of surrealistic caverns where unspeakable evil is committed, and innocent victims become the ghastly ingredients of a nightmarish enterprise. A gripping new experience in terror from the creator of the original, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Why they had to list that twice, I will never know. Because they're just riding the coattails. <laughs> Director Toby Hooper, The Poltergeist, and Invaders from Mars. 101 minutes color. One, that description is false. Not 100% false. Because no, that's basically what this movie is. The entire last 30 minutes is just fucking Stretch and Dennis Hopper screaming. It is... Literally, the entire climax of this movie is just all-out insanity. And we'll get into some of the details as we break this movie down, but this... It's literally a build-up to to madness. Just... To utter madness. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, throw shit at the wall and see what sticks kind of madness. This should have been into the mouth of madness. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. So this this movie, like the original, it opens with an opening text crawl. I had so much promise with that fucking text crawl. Which I, I'm a, I actually have it here in front of me. I'm gonna read it for you right now. Yep. And not in the I don't have a voice like the ten years ago <laughs> the guy who reads this. But it's not John Larroquette. That I can fucking tell you. No, it's definitely not John Larroquette. Because they couldn't pay him enough. The budget had to go into the screaming. I hate this movie. <laughs> we actually have the opening text crawl, which, fuck it, I'm going to play it for you right now. On the afternoon of August 18th, 1973, five young people in a Volkswagen van ran out of gas on a farm road in South Texas. Four of them were never seen again. The next morning, the one survivor, Sally Hardesty Enright, was picked up on a roadside, blood kicked and screaming murder. Sally said she had broken out of a window in hell. The girl babbled a mad tale. A cannibal family in an isolated farmhouse. Chainsawed fingers and bones. Her brother, her friends, hacked up for barbecue. Chairs made of human skeletons. Then she sank into Catatonia. Texas lawmen mounted a month-long manhunt but could not locate the macabre farmhouse. They could find no killers and no victims. No facts, no crime. Officially, on the records, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre never happened. But during the last 13 years, over and over again, reports of bizarre, grisly chainsaw mass murders have persisted all across the state of Texas. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre has not stopped. It haunts Texas. It seems to have no end. So after listening to that, I have several, several, this was promising, but I had several issues. One, they, the, their family, like Sally and Franklin's family, knew where they were headed through because she was stopping to make sure the graves of her family weren't um, disturbed because they were having crimes there. One, you know where that fucking farmhouse is. Two, the amount of shit around that farmhouse. How could you say you never found it? 
Three, doesn't the beginning of one of those movies start with police investigating the house and getting killed? Uh, no, you're thinking about the remake. Okay, all right, I am so thinking, this is, so backtrack that. This is a whole that. different, all right. yeah. So that's where I have, I have the problem with that. Like, and then, like, there was a witness of Sally coming out of there being picked up and driven off. Yes. There was a trail of bodies to that farmhouse. The truck driver that was killed... All of the blood that she ran away covered it. You cannot tell me in the beginning of this that police went on a month-long manhunt and never found the farmhouse. Because, and I believe, the dad, the chili cook-off dad, was paying the police. So, yeah, this type of stuff is, like, explained more in the, like, the remake and its series of films. But you, you have to kind of take into account, you kind of have to take this opening with a grain of salt a little bit because essentially toby hooper would have just approached this movie with like all right i'm not going to be able to get the stuff that i had in the original i'm not going to be able to do the things to connect this movie to the original the way i want to so Mm. i'm just gonna write it out and like back in the 70s and 80s you could do that like if you made a sequel you could just i mean look at evil dead 2 like basically they remade the first the first one to some degree at the beginning of that movie yeah. Like just so they like they cause they couldn't get the rights. So they were like, ah, fuck it. We'll just we'll just write it out. We'll figure it out. Hmm. So in this one, he very obviously wanted to do this big thing with the the amusement park. So he was like, Alright, well we'll just we'll just write it. So it's like, ah, they couldn't find the farmhouse. Fuck it. Who cares? Like that happened a lot with sequels. Most of the time they would just uh you watched all the Halloween movies. So yes, yes, Halloween I did. Four ended with Jamie basically killing her mother and become like becoming oh, she's going to be the new Michael. Yeah, and the next movie they were like, ah, we'll write that out because fuck it. <laughs> no, fever dream. Nobody liked that. Yeah. <laughs> they would just do this shit. I just, I maybe it's because I loved the first one so much that we watched a year ago that this just, I, I'm, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. <laughs> Like, I really, I really wanted this to be good because I'd never seen the first one. I'd only seen the re- the remake, the 2003 movie. That's the only one I had seen. And I saw that in theaters year- years ago. And I loved that movie. So I was like, yeah, I'm really eager to watch this one. Can't see my face, but I'm just like, what? I'm that meme. The what the fuck meme? Like, come on. I can, I can definitely understand why you wouldn't like this one. Like, I like it because I like that crazy 80s type of movie. Do I like the fact that it's so vastly different than the first one? No, not really. But, but I you, still enjoy this for what it is. But you can see that you can separate the two. You can be like, all right, standalone-ish movie, not completely like the first one. All right, it's not that bad. Yeah. I'm really like, if you're going to use the name, the same name, please, for the love of God, this is like a Star Wars thing to me, like... The last three movies, I, sh- I I was so excited. That first one, I saw it in theaters with the other six, and it was great. I did a 24-hour movie marathon. And I saw the next one, and I was like, oh, okay, where we go with this? And then I saw the third one, I went, what the fuck? <laughs> what did we do? What happened? <laughs> like, now I'm so nervous to watch this third movie. So that that's the thing. When you approach Texas Chainsaw Massacre as a franchise, each of these movies is made so vastly differently. Yeah, the grain of salt the size of a fucking horse yeah, to take these. None of them really connect the way that they should. None of them make it all that much sense because the family starts to change 
like starting with this one, mm. like the members of the family start to change into different, like they're different actors, different people, and it none of it really makes all that much sense. They just kept making sequels because they made money. So, uh, and Toby Hooper's involvement ends, I believe, at this one. Yeah, but maybe Toby was like, "This was a mistake." <laughs> I uh, I think the elements that matter carry over into this one. Mm. So like the characters, the the fa- crazy family members, they carry over everybody except for the hitchhiker that he gets swapped out with Chop Top. Yeah, because he gets run over by a fucking truck. Yeah, which is fine. I'm absolutely fine with that. The and I appreciate <clears throat> that actor, Bill Mosley. Bill Mosley. He's Bill a great Mosley, actor. He's a fucking horror icon. He is. Like, I love he that is man. Like Rob Zombie's. Like I read, he was Otis. I don't really yes. remember him, but he's the one that's on your you shirt. Don't remember Otis? I don't. Remember, I don't. I don't. Jesus that, Christ! He's in all three of those movies. I haven't seen the last one. No, you haven't. We have but. not seen the last one because you saw it in theaters and you didn't take me. And I'm still mad. No, I went to a and midnight we release. And <laughs> we haven't opened the box because it's a collector's edition one. That's why we don't have it in the archive. Yeah. Yeah. It, no, it is in the archive. It is. It's cataloged, but it's not. But it's not in our viewing accessibility. No, I, I want to get a second version of it just so I don't have to open that one. Like... Because that one I could resell for a lot of money if I wanted to. Yeah, because it has a shirt in it, for God's sake. Yeah, it, and it was a very limited thing. Yeah, but you ran, you fucking ran to Walmart to get that, I think. Walmart no, or Target. I just happened to be there, and I asked I just, about it. Oh, really? It. And they hadn't even, they weren't putting them on the shelves. You had to ask for them? Like, I just said, hey, do you happen to have this? And they were like, oh, yeah, we haven't put them out, but we have them. Oh, dude. So I, I picked I it up. I thought you ran to get that. No. Oh, uh, shit. I just got lucky. Um, and you say you don't get lucky. It very rarely. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Bill Mosley is a fucking treasure in the horror field. Like, his movies are amazing. He his was acting in, is great. Uh, Repo, Devil's Carnival. I've no, I, I personally do not like Repo. Oh, God, no, neither I'm do not, I. I'm, and I know a lot of people would be like, you know, like, Repo? Visually, I think that's a good movie. It's but stunning, but story-wise, I... Uh, yeah, I wish it was better. I had friends that were obsessed yeah. with that movie, and I was just like, okay, you guys have fun at the midnight premiere, bye. I just, it yeah. didn't grasp me at all. But, no, uh, Bill Mosley in this movie is awesome. He brings, his performance brings you exactly what you want from that, like, hitchhiker-style character. But that's what I was expecting from that character. But it adds so much more to it, too. Because he's like, oh, you have a metal plate in your head. You're different. You're fucking weird. Like, yeah. okay, you make sense. Like, he, he made it its own, Yeah, I think. Um, so, as we said, we open with that opening text crawl voiceover thing. The same thing that the original had. And... We cut into the by being welcomed to Texas to these two crazy assholes driving around the countryside, countryside shooting mailboxes. It's nice to know Texas hasn't changed in fucking thirty something years. No, apparently this shit still happens. Yep. (laughs) So these two guys, they're pounding booze and they're driving around screaming and yelling, shooting mailboxes. And they decide to call in to the local radio station. With the biggest fucking car phone I've ever seen. It's the size of a fucking laptop. It, yeah, it, it's fucking... Well, that's what would have existed oh, at that yeah. time. But. My aunt had a car phone at one point in her Jeep. And I just remember you had to pick it up with two hands. That's how big it was. <laughs> and it took up the whole center console. Um, and it. this is where we're basically... 
introduced to our protagonist. Mm. And it's worth noting that everybody in this movie has a nickname. Yes. Nobody has an actual name. No. So these two guys, they're they're named Buzz and Rick the Prick. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty much uh, pretty much understandable at that point. Our protagonist is nicknamed Stretch. Um, her partner at the radio station is LG. I think her real name is close to like Vanta or something, and I giggled or Vanti. Yeah, it's I like don't Vanta with an I in it. Was like Vanta. Um, and then like our villains, you have Leatherface, Chop Top. Um, Dennis Hopper's character is named Lefty. Like the lifts, the list goes yeah. on. It, it's crazy. Everybody's a nutcase. Nobody has a name. Uh, yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> um, so these guys, they call into the radio station basically to just like be assholes and yeah, just like, drive the the radio girl nuts. Yeah, they they're kind of flirting with her a little bit in that douchebag type of way. Ah, dicks. And they decide to play chicken with a farm truck which actually leads to that same truck playing chicken with them later yes and uh that i'm glossing i'm gonna gloss over a lot of this movie because it's so insane a lot of repetitory stuff too a lot of stuff repeats so that basically leads us to our opening kill scene which is fucking iconic like this is a favorite for a lot of people and i can see why so these two end up uh getting running into that same farm truck again and it's turns out that it's the sawyer's farm truck Mm -hmm. uh we don't get to see who's driving it no during this scene but they end up getting chased down by this farm truck and uh leatherface starts attacking their car their car mind you they're going like 90 miles an hour at this Mm -hmm. point but he's standing on the farm truck attacking their car with a chainsaw but at the same time he's wearing a puppeted corpse in front of him i was wondering that i was like are we supposed to see the special effect of the dude in the background and then i realized oh my god he's just puppeting a dead dude he's literally just puppeting awesome and he's chainsawing through the side of their car and everybody's screaming they're on the phone with the radio station again the entire time and uh the radio station is recording the whole thing because they have to they have to yeah it's part of their policy um and it ends up with buzz who's driving the car getting his head chainsawed in half and it's one of the most hilarious little effects oh, he's still trying to drive shake <laughs> like holy shit and this causes them to crash and die and it's brutal it's awesome <laughs> this, this this opening scene i was like okay all right there's promise my promise is dashed very quickly the special effect in that opening is quite cheesy. It's oh my done God, in so bad. It's done in stages. So like at first you have just the actor with like a gash mark on his head, and then then the effect is taken further, and you see the head start to separate. Mm, and he's just like, and then it quite convulsing. literally cuts to a puppeted body with like the head cut in half and like yep. blood just spraying out. Yeah, and it's awesome. <laughs> like I love it. Um, and the next thing we know, stretches trying to find lefty and she's trying to give him the recording because having heard it herself Mm. she believes his story because the whole story was when the next morning it's the police investigating the crash and lefty shows up he's an ex texas marshal who was investigating all of this prior because he is related to franklin and sally he's their uncle Yes. So 
once he once she reads the column about what happened she says i believe your story you know please listen to this tape please he kind of brushes her off and then says sure i'll listen to it but you have to play it on the radio yeah and so like there's scenes in here where like he's warned off like we learn that he's like absolutely obsessed with finding these Mm. chainsaw killers that he believes are out there Nobody else believes it's a thing. Um, And we also see him. He goes to like a local shop uh, and that. Hang on. Hang on. I have the name because I laughed at it. I I didn't even notice the name of the shop. Cut right chainsaws. It's literally a shop dedicated to selling chainsaws. Just chainsaws. Cut right chainsaws. Kind of funny. (laughs) You you come, you go. Come, come cut right. I'm like, this is very Texas. But but this scene is is very weird. Like, he walks in, just slaps, like, it was like $800 in $100 bills. Just old $100 bills, too. On the table. And he just picks out three chainsaws. A trinity of chainsaws. He goes outside (laughs) to test the chainsaws. And this was the scene that made me go, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. It's Dennis Hopper with his glasses on, seriously chainsawing, like, like, like hacking oh, the shit, hacking out, the of shit this out of thing. this saw. And the owner guy goes from, are you all right? Are you? I'm like, is he crying or laughing? What is happening to this man right now? I don't know. It kind of showcases the madness of this town. Like, <laughs> like you can't. Well, that and... There's a reason why this town is mad, and I understand why they're mad now. But I'm just like, what is wrong with this dude? Why is he fucking crazy? I don't know. So then the next scene is, or the scene before that prior to, which is important, is Stretch and LG, which is her producer, I believe, um, which I think is his real name, but LG I thought was funny. They're at a hotel, and there's a chili cook-off, and they're announcing the winner of the chi- chili cook-off, and it's... Drayton Sawyer. Drayton Sawyer. And it's Pa. It's Pa. I'm like, hey, they actually got Pa. And I started laughing because I'm sitting there, and he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, my chili, I'm making it with excellent meat. And I'm like, oh, my God, the town's crazy because they're all cannibals. They all eat his chili. And they don't know they it. They don't know it. That's why they're fucking mad. So then you see this thing where he's like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, 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 oh. And I'm like, they're all fucking crazy because they eat people. They eat human people. They're all nuts. Like, end of story. The Sawyers <laughs> have caused this. eating man meat makes you crazy. I mean... I'm a little crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Bad joke. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Lefty then goes to see Stretch and he basically asks her to play the recording on the radios for everyone to hear. And his hope, I guess, is to like draw out the killers. Yeah. Which ends up working. Yeah. And Lefty is literally using Stretch's bait. Yeah. Which we don't entirely know, but we kind of can assume. You assume. He's yeah. like, he's not showing up. He's not. I'm like, oh, darling. They use the word darling a lot. And I hate it. Darling, you're bait. So, I knew that instantly. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. So she reluctantly agrees that night to play it on the radio. Um, and this instigates basically the family to retaliate. Yep. 
So that night, Chop Top shows up at the station and he's posing as like someone who wants to buy ad time. Yeah. But it's very clear he's there for something else. He's throughout their conversation, he's heating up a hot metal poker and scratching at his metal plate underneath a wig. It's in this scene, it's very clear his character is supposed to be like the substitute for the hitchhiker. Yeah. Because he plays it the very like in a very similar way. But I like that he adds those little elements. Mm. Like he's picking at the metal plate, but then like he does this thing constantly where he's he's scratching at it and then he he brings it down and he like he like eats a piece of meat off of it. <sighs> it's so fucked up. <laughs> but Hope he didn't lose his touch there. I really enjoyed this scene because I I loved Bill Mosley's performance throughout it. And then all of a sudden, Leatherface comes screaming out of one of the back rooms. And it goes to attack her, attacks Chop Top. And all Chop Top can think of is like, you dented my metal plate. I'm like, like, what the fuck is going on? I'm sitting here going, what? And then Leatherface is attacking um, fucking Stretch. And then Chop Top hits... LG, LG shows up. They're already like going crazy. LG shows up and Chop Top just like starts assaulting him with a hammer at least 10 times straight to the head. Let me say that again for people. He hits him as hard as he can 10 times with a hammer. What do you think that's supposed to do to a person? Not what happens. Not what happens! <laughs> but we'll get to that. He's supposed to be either a fucking vegetable or dead. So... And then the chainsaw thrusting happens yeah, and it's fucking uh, weird. Stretch, at, stretch ends up barricading herself in one of the back rooms. Did you understand the metaphor for all of that? Yeah. He, uh, was, he was getting her wet. Yes. Yeah. It, it, wa- it wasn't subtle. <laughs> so, I, I'm, I'm sitting here going, real sex would have uh, been easier. Le- Leatherface, he's struggling to get into the room at first, but then he ends up like ripping through one of the walls. Th- this whole scene ensues where he essentially like he starts messing with her like he's she falls over like this bucket that has like ice and drinks and stuff in Mm. it and he starts like chainsawing into the bucket and like that's shooting water everywhere and it's getting her it's her legs are kind of spread around this thing so it, it becomes this very unsubtle metaphor of like him taunting her sexually with the chainsaw which he then like he turns it off and he's like kind of just rubbing her leg with it and then she starts egging him on like, sexually oh, you're, good. you're good you know you're good and i'm like what is happening and this literally gets him all riled up even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Like, where... Does, does he... Does he ejaculate? No. 
where he starts like pulling at the rip cord of the chainsaw. Basically, it's like he's fucking jerking it to yeah. her. Oh yeah. And then the chainsaw starts off, and he starts fucking going crazy around the room. It it's this whole weird moment where I'm not sure what the intention was. I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) That's it. It's just to make you feel weird. Like, sometimes (laughs) sex in horror movies makes sense. This did not make sense. Leatherface was just a fucking killer in the first one. This one kind of gives him a heart, and I'm like, oh, oh, this is is icky. There was, like, an intention to, like, try and, like, make him... Oh, he's not completely a brainless, a, a mindless. Monster. Like, oh, you're telling me 13 years <clears throat> warmed his black heart? I don't he know about killed that. a bunch of teenagers in fucking cold blood, but something about this little redhead got him off. I mean, I guess. I, I'm sorry, Sally was Sally was hot too. Why couldn't he have just you know gotten off on Sally? He doesn't like blondes. <laughs> <laughs> Douche. It takes the exotic redhead to get it out of him. I hope she was a redhead. She was a redhead, right? No, more brunette, I would say. Really? Yeah. She ends up covered in blood most of the movie, so All it's right, hard to tell. All right, that's probably why it's red. <laughs> but then again, Sally was a redhead, too. Yeah. So after ripping apart the station in a fit of sexual madness. Oh, my God. He then, go, Leatherface then goes back to Chop Top. He kind of tells him that he got the girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got her. And then I got her off. They take LG's body away, and she kind of rushes off to follow them because she she's like, "Where the hell are you, Lefty? Yeah, like, I can't leave, let them get leave. away." And I'm like, "Why are you following them?" Well, she doesn't want him to get away with it, so she follows them so she can see where they're going. They end up at this abandoned amusement park called Texas Battleland, and when she gets there, she's almost immediately chased down by someone in a station wagon. Which turns out to be Lefty. And this is where he kind of tells her, like, hey, you know, I was using you as bait. I was using you as bait, darling. And it was to basically find out where they were. Yeah. Like, where they were hiding. And in this sequence, she falls through, like, a trap door kind of thing. Yep. And ends up in the belly of the beast, so to speak. For as long as she was falling and how many times she went, oh, 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 she should have been at least severely injured or dead. Yeah. And after this, Lefty has this moment where he basically straps himself up with a triplet of chainsaws and (laughs) just runs screaming into this amusement park. Literally runs screaming into the amusement park. Doesn't make an attempt at looking for Stretch. No. He just starts chainsawing the amusement park to pieces. Yeah, so like the second he gets inside, he immediately finds like... Just a, a trap door with like it's entrails. Well, he like kicks open a wall and it's just chunks of people start pouring out. Blah. And then he's just like, all right, that's I'm going to bring this whole fucking place down. And that's all he does. He just chainsaw this place down. He starts chainsawing support beams as many as he can find. And he just starts going, <laughs> oh, oh. It's, this is Denner's Hopper's performance for the next 30 minutes. Oh my God. It's insane. And. So, meanwhile, Lefty finds herself, she's deep in the facility, she's surrounded by the- (laughs) She's in the meat locker. Yeah, she's surrounded by the barbecued remains of dozens of bodies, all hung up on hooks and shit. Uh, The Sawyers are arguing amongst themselves as Leatherface hacks up LG. He's, like, peeling off his skin and making himself a new skin mask, which he doesn't actually end up wearing, but- 
that'll come in a moment. Um, eh. She accidentally knocks over some metal hooks and Leatherface finds her. Yep. She kind of convinces him to help her a little bit, so he doesn't tell anybody that she's there at first. This gives us one of the more grotesque scenes in the movie that <sighs> I think, where he puts LG's mat- face mask onto her and makes her dance around the room with him. Pretty much saying, you're mine. I want you to look just like me. It's fucked. It's so fucked up. (laughs) Puts LG's hat on her. They start dancing and having a good time. And then uh, he ends up getting pulled out of the room. Yep. But he ties her up there. Oh, I know what it was. So Dennis Hopper's rampage kind of makes him... He kind of hears that something's happening. Mm. So he ties her up. He leaves the room. Then LG starts to get up. Apparently he's not dead. Not dead. Coherent enough to speak, even though he's being skinned alive. He was unconscious, apparently. So at this point, his face has been removed. Various bits of skin have been ripped off. And chunks of his leg are gone. He's basically a fucking zombie. (laughs) But he manages to cut her free. Don't worry, darling. I'll set you free. You should be dead. And... (laughs) And then he just falls victim to blood loss and dies. Obviously, to me, this was a just crazy way to get her out of the situation. Yeah. It was just Toby Hooper wrote himself into a corner and was just like, ah, fuck it. His dead body gets up. He's still alive. Why not? We're, we're just plunging into the madness. Why the fuck not? This is where the movie went south for me. Like that moment I went, no, <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. She takes off the skin mask. She puts it back on his dead body. And Puts his hat over his chest yeah. so, you know, she doesn't have to see the beating heart and muscles. <laughs> and then she just leaves yeah. the room. Outside the room, she finds the Sawyers. They're kind of, like, dancing around the fire. Drayton's yelling at the, the two boys. boys. Yeah. It, very basic Sawyer family stuff that you would expect. Drayton is, like, cussing and belligerently yelling about how you know my small business is gonna suffer and the meat's not gonna be like all this random shit and i'm just like was he this crazy in the first one oh yeah oh yeah i think there's a a longer element of crazy now obviously because they've been eating people for like 13 years now so these next few moments kind of play out like a fun house of insanity yeah where yep she's trying to get away and stay hidden but like we're cutting back over to Lefty as he's walking through the place, just chainsawing support beams until he comes across the decaying corpse of Franklin still in his wheelchair. Oh, my God. <laughs> and this sets him off on the warpath. I like that moment. <laughs> that moment made me go, yeah, no, he deserved his death. Franklin's the only death I was cheering for. I love that they kept that trophy. Like, oh, I kept the I kept the vegetable kid in the wheelchair. Why not? All right, that, uh, you know what? It's fine. You you kept Nubbins under the table. Yeah. <laughs> they kept Nubbins' body at the table, and when shit starts to go south at one point, Drayton takes Nubbins' body and says, "Come on, Nubbins, join me under the table." And I'm like, "What just happened?" <laughs> well, there was a reason for it. Oh yeah, obviously. That never pays off. Nope. It never pays. Uh, no. We'll get into it. Yep. Stretch is running through this place. She's finding, like, collected skeletons all posed everywhere. My, the beach scene was my favorite. <laughs> there was a family, like, a dad, mom, and, like, a kid I th- all in a beach scene. I think my favorite, which you see later, is, like, the the one skeleton riding, like, the shell of a bomb just on the yes, ceiling. Yes, yep. And he's like, woo! It's like, oh, where did you guys get all this shit? 
she's running through this place. She's seeing all these things everywhere. And then Leatherface finds her and he chases her through the place, which kind of brings them right to where Lefty is. And Lefty's destroying his support beam. It's just trying to get out. He's screaming. She's screaming. Leatherface is screaming. The chainsaws are going off. And I'm like, what is happening? The ceiling ends up collapsing, which separates them. And she's like, I don't think this will work out between us anymore. I'm like, what? Yeah. So she tries to basically like get Leatherface to leave her alone. Yeah. And he's not having it. But then Drayton and Drop Top show up and they end up capturing her. Bubba's got a girlfriend. I'm like, what the fuck? And what happens next is basically a recreation of the dinner scene. An exact recreation. Exact recreation. It basically plays out the exact same way. Yep. They try to get Grandpa to hit her in the head, which... Grandpa looks literally no different. Nope. In it's 13 probably, years. It's probably the same makeup. Which they equate to uh, the fact that he's on an all-liquid diet, so it keeps him looking good. Did you notice that this girl was trying her damnedest to channel Sally? Yeah. She, she was, try- she was I trying. Think, I think she did fairly well. She did I mean, awful. I, know, I don't know. She was terrible. I didn't think she was terrible. I thought My she was pretty good. My said she is a poor excuse for Sally. Poor excuse. That's harsh. Yeah. I think she did a fairly good job. I, mean, I come on. No. No. I, well, at this point, I was like, okay there, girl. You're not Sally. Stop screaming. This dinner scene is then interrupted as Lefty shows up, chains down a, another beam, and comes in singing. I, I don't even know what he was singing. He I, was just singing. He was just singing, and I was just like, okay. And uh, they have this kind of classic sheriff and outlaws standoff moment. Yep. Where uh, Drayton ends up getting chainsawed in the ass, and uh, Lefty cuts Stretch Free, tells her to get out of there, and then he begins this chainsaw duel with Leatherface. <sighs> this is the duel of fates. <laughs> yeah. This, this is a, all right, this is where it gets absolutely mad. And I kind of, I wrote down a few bullet points here where, like, Stretch runs for freedom, um, and Chop Top ends up pursuing her. Yep. And Lefty is fighting Leatherface, he runs him through with a chainsaw, and Drayton hides under the table with a grenade. and pulls a grenade out of him saying that he like stashed it there for just in case safekeeping but nothing ever happens with that yes it does because as as stretch is running out of the tunnel you see the dust the the light and the dust so you're assuming the grenade went off so i'm like okay is everybody dead that's a setup for the sequel you never see anybody die so there you go which i honestly don't remember what happens in three or i remember four a little bit but We'll it's three that those. bad, you don't remember it? I don't remember it. But Chop Top chases Stretch, and they end up outside. She manages to kind of incapacitate him at one point mm-hmm. with a lamp. Like, she shoves it into his metal plate and electrocutes him. Yeah, he does that noise. But honestly, like, I honestly don't want to, like, con- continue listing things because this whole ending is so insane yes and maddening that i feel like rather than going through it step by step you almost just need to see it from yourself right up to its abrupt end sean what was my face when you turned around and this movie was ending ended pure awe 
just shock. Shock, <laughs> awe, and disgust. My exact comment was, is this how this motherfucking train wreck ends? It just stops. Like, it almost just stops in the middle of everything. Which it, the first one kind of did, too. But but it made sense. Because it was her in a truck, covered in blood, crying and laughing as they drove away from Leatherface. Yeah. It makes sense. Done. That hard end? Good. This hard end? No. <laughs> no. You rewind and you do it again. But you know what? I like that. You want to know how the, the last 10 minutes play out? You got to watch it yourself. You, you got to see you it. You have to. We can't describe it. It's so crazy. You just have to see it for yourself. It's so stupid. <laughs> oh, okay. Shall, shall we get into our closing Please, questions? Please, dear God. <laughs> yes. Did you have any favorites? The ending. Because it was over. Oh. No, but the ending really was. Like, I really did enjoy her kind of trying to, like, ease Leatherface. Like, no, you don't want to kill me. You're a good boy. And I'm just like, don't do it. He's a ruthless killer. And then I'm like, what makes you so special? (laughs) What makes you so special that you could have done this, but a half-naked Pam couldn't stop him? Pam literally was two, two strings away from being topless. Like... The entire movie. Yeah. Um, and this girl is like completely covered. There is no cleavage. There's no ass. There's She's no nothing. Short, there's just legs. On. Yeah, those aren't really short. Tr- I wear those type of shorts. Yeah. I'm not a girl that should be wearing short shorts, but I wear those shorts because you know what? I got nice legs. <laughs> one little leg, one big leg, but you know that's uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, the the ending, while fucking stupid, the ending, while absolutely fucking ridiculous, you have. To see it. You really do. It's hard to explain it all. It's it, just it so was, crazy. It was. It was my favorite. What about you? Um, I wrote down a couple things. Like, in terms of scenes, I think my two favorite scenes were the opening kill scene and the introduction of Chop Top and Leatherface. Mm. Like, that. Like, I think that introduction was, like, just a really cool intro to the character and, mm. like, just... Ending it with Leatherface coming screaming out of the back room was awesome. <laughs> um, and a couple of like just lines I thought were funny were oh, um, during the intro of Dennis Hopper's character. Uh, he says, One of those boys sawed his own head off going 90 miles per hour. Hell's exactly what they raised. <laughs> yep. And then uh, <laughs> when LG finds Chop Top rummaging through the records. <laughs> Chop Top looks up at him and he goes, Hey, lick my plate, you dog dick. <laughs> that, that was so I didn't hear that weird. line. Uh, I, I thought those were funny. Um, other than that, that was about it. Oh, God. Okay. The entire ending climax is pretty insane. Oh, Jesus but. Christ. Yeah. Huh? So, having now watched this, would you make this today? And if so, how or why? No. This movie sucks. I would not make this. <laughs> I will not watch this again. I hated this. <laughs> this is the start of the year for Grindhouse. No. Not at all. Next question, please. Would you remake this? I, uh, so I don't 
personally think that you could do this as insanely as it was done the first time. It would definitely be a different beast if you tried today. And well, let's be fair. Twice now, the, this movie has already had remakes. Texas Chainsaw Massacre has already had remakes. Yep. It has already had direct sequels. Two of them. They have now done two to date direct sequels to the original movie to kind of replace all of the sequels. Mm. So I definitely, I, I don't think I would bother trying to remake a Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Like, I, I just don't think it's, I just don't think it's really possible. Mm. Like, you would definitely not be able to capture this tone again, ever. Do you feel that this is mainstream exploitation or other? Exploitation. I could not agree with you more. <laughs> this is exploitation. So, what kind of exploitation do you think that this is? Let me refer to my list. Can exploitation comes to mind, but I don't think there's enough cannibalism involved in this one as there was in the first one. So, I'm going to say this is more gore because they aimed to have a little more gore. Like gore exploitation. Gore exploitation. Yes. I'm going to I'm going to lean Sort of on cannibalism, but more towards gore. I somewhat agree. I, I definitely think this is a healthy mix of exploitation and gore exploitation. Hmm. Uh, however, this is also very much a black comedy kind of horror. Yes. So I definitely think it's exploitation, probably falling into the categories we just mentioned. But you you can't let go of the fact that it's also a comedy. Yeah. Which a lot of exploitation movies end up being very black comical type of movies because of just the nature of milking a film for everything it's worth. You're going to end up being funny to some yeah. degree. I take it you didn't enjoy this film. In Go ahead, any ask way. me. Just ask. Did you enjoy the film? No. We- <laughs> what did I tell you? What did I tell you? Sean, can you hand me that Blu-ray so I can take a piss on it? Wow. Wow. I did not enjoy this movie in the way it was intended. This movie is 100% a get me a tequila shot, get me a joint, join me in the living room. Let's watch a humdinger of bullshit. That's what this is. Yeah, this is definitely something that, like, watching it with people would definitely be more enjoyable. Yeah. It's more fun. Because you can just kind of sit there and, like, laugh at it or, like, show other people how absolutely ridiculous it is. Do you know how hard it was during most of this movie not to talk to you because we have to be serious? Not serious, but we have to be like, okay, I can't tell him my thoughts during the movie because we're going to talk about it on the podcast afterward. I bit my tongue. There was blood. I wanted to make fun of and joke about this movie so bad, but I'm like, no, I have to save it for the podcast. Did you enjoy this film, my dear? I mean, I did, yeah. Like, I, I like Texas Chainsaw for what it is. I'm able to separate myself from the flaws, like, between the films and everything. Mm. I think this one's fun. Um, I enjoy... S- some things I didn't talk about, which I honestly wish I had. I honestly just forgot to mention them. But we're like, I really like the set design of the movie. I, I think that... Um, between the radio station like i love that it's that place is very 
so like starting at the radio station, it feels very like dirty 70s where it's got like the patchy carpet all over the walls and uh, the egg cartons on the ceiling. Grunge tastic. It, it feels a lot like a converted mill building. Yeah. Like they just turned it into a radio station. Like that's really cool to me. And then like the abandoned carnival is like this insane, like almost dark fairy tale-esque place where there's like all these uh macabre set pieces and it's decorated with bodies and like junk that they collected over the years it just it looks so amazing yeah like they put so much work into the look of these sets i'll give it i'll give you that yeah the, the sets were incredible and there's things like the score for the movie the score uh, it doesn't fit this it does film, not fit at all but I don't know if you noticed it I definitely felt it was that it it feels very Bernard Herman-esque who like, the fuck is that so if it has a very psycho vibe and by extension a reanimator kind of vibe like it almost feels like it was pulled right from those movies and put into this one. I mean, I thought, uh, what movie is the? Din, 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 din? And it's like a synthy thing. Is that? Uh, is that Friday? Yeah, Friday the Thirteenth. I feel like it tried to take notes from that, not the, ch- ch- uh, not that part, but like the more synthier parts. I feel like it was Maybe, trying yeah. really hard to kind of lean towards that, but that first opening song and it's the one that plays every time Leatherface attacks yeah. it fucking doesn't fit at all in this film it's too chaotic it's too everywhere like the fact that there was no music in the first one sometimes and it was silent yeah that was incredible I don't think Leatherface need music I think the fact that you're uncomfortable and you have that f- fucking but, pit of stomach fear but it is a different movie uh, well yeah again it's a different movie it's at a different time oh like this is very much trying to just be an 80s movie. This which is why you don't is. wait 13 years to make a sequel. Oh, God, no. You hear me, Star Wars? Don't wait decades. <laughs> you fuck it up. I also thought it was interesting that they decided to add another last name for Franklin and Sally. Yeah, I don't understand why. I don't either. Because it, it was just Sally hard to say. Yeah. Uh, hard to say. Uh, hard to say. <laughs> Sally hard to say. But in this, they're hard to stay and right. Unless, unless there was a marriage at one point. Well, it doesn't matter. Like they, he easily could have just written this to where uh, Lefty's last name was hard to stay. Yeah. But they just felt they needed to add a last name for some reason. Maybe that's how they were separating it from the first movie. I I, it just doesn't make sense. I I feel like Toby was trying to keep in the family but not like you got a family tree and you got like here's the here's Texas Chainsaw at the top and then this one's like way the fuck over here but like not completely because there's a dotted line like it's like like that that stepbrother that you disowned but you let him come back <laughs> like I feel like he wanted it in the family but not so closely direct, related I don't know it's just weird see um, this movie is fucked up of course it's fucked up fucked up man I think Tom Savini did a really good job with the effects. I, Tom, Mr. Savini is amazing. Wonderful man. 
There is a reason why this one was not on the 101 top horror moments no. on Shudder because it sucks. No, but Tom uh, Savini did a great job. You know that uh, he said that um, the makeup effects he did for Grandpa in this are one of his most like proudest accomplishments. That makeup looks great. It did look really good. It looks really good. It does not look like there's a teenager just wearing Grandpa face. No. It actually looks good. Like the, I would say if you could take Grandpa here and put him in the, in the first movie, I, there would be no flaws with that movie. My only flaw was Grandpa did not. Grandpa looked like he was just a teenager wearing See, a mask. I, I like the look of Grandpa in the first one better because it looks wrinklier and it's it's more like yeah, but you can see right through you it. You can, but it's it still feels like creepy. I like think, I don't I, know. I, I like it. I don't think that's creepy. I think that's uh, you know budget. Sad to say that this was the final film of Jim Sidow. Who was Jim Sidow? Drayton. Oh, this was his final film. Yeah. I'm sorry, buddy. You could have done better. Makes me sad. Uh, sometimes they all they all got to pass on, buddy. When this movie was originally submitted to the MPAA, it received an X certificate. How? They ended up having to release it unrated. How was this X? Uh, it was it, gore wise. It's pretty gory for the time. I'm like, pretty just sure some I've seen the, kids' movies gorier than this now. So, just some of the visuals. like This would have done well on Netflix. Yeah. I'm sure it still does. Probably. Do you have any other final thoughts on Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2? No. Put it out of its misery. <laughs> Put me out of the misery. Uh, you want me to hit you with a hammer? Multiple times. Make sure I'm dead. <laughs> Alright, well that brings our discussion on Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 to an end. As much as you didn't like it, I do think this was a a good thing to start the year off with, considering we began with Texas Chainsaw Massacre last year, and since we're trying to push closer to the exploitation genre, mm. I think this was a good start. Now I have a question for you. Oh boy. In 2024... Is our first episode going to be the third one? I haven't decided yet, but maybe. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's lean into that if this one sucked this much. <laughs> Looking forward to the third suckage. <laughs> All right, but don't go anywhere just yet. Please stay tuned for the coming attractions. You may have figured out we're not home yet. We're only halfway there. Mother's interrupted the course of our journey. Why? She's programmed to do that should certain conditions arise. They have. Like what? Seems she has intercepted a transmission of unknown origin. She got us up to check it out. What kind of a transmission? Acoustical beacon that uh, repeats at intervals of 12 seconds. SOS. I don't know. Human. Unknown. Can't see a goddamn thing. Ash, can you see this? I've never seen anything like it. It doesn't look like an SOS. 
It looks like a warning. Classic horror film. But I still believe, and I've thought about this, this fits into the grindhouse genre. I don't believe that. All right. Okay. This is I'm far gonna, too highbrow of a film. But I'm going to fight you on this. I'm going to fight you. Because I believe that there is not enough cosmic horror films out there that I believe they fit into a grindhouse category. Oh, wholeheartedly disagree. This is the year where we do not agree on everything. I love it. Bring on the fighting. <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking forward to this. This is one of my favorites. Sigourney Weaver, John Hurt. Hang on. Hang on. I see his face. The captain dude. I don't know his name. I never remember his name. I'm personally always excited to watch Alien. Uh, it's a movie that never gets old. It's always fucking awesome. It's going to be fun to talk about. I remember this was on TNT all the time. This and Alien t- Aliens would always be on TNT. And I distinctly remember it was really snowy out. My dad just made chili. And we were sitting there watching this. And I remember getting so scared at one point, I covered myself in hot chili. <laughs> like, it terrified me. And I, to this day, don't care. I still love this movie. It's going to be fun to talk about. Yes, it is. That brings this episode to an end. If you want to keep up on everything that we're doing, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Grindhouse Podcast. We're on Twitter at Grindhouse Cast. If Twitter is still a thing. Bird's dead. (laughs) You can find us on Discord where you can chat with Leah about this film or any of the films that we previously covered. You can suggest us some new movies. We'd love for you to suggest us Please. new things that we can watch and Please talk about. interact with us. <laughs> All the links for everything are going to be down in the show notes. Listen to us every Monday morning. Give us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your morning fix. If you like what we're doing and you want to show this show some support, you can subscribe to us on Patreon or directly through Acast, where you can get yourself access to ad-free listening, and unlock some fun exclusive bonus content that we are slowly, painstakingly putting up. Slowly. Just for our supporters. Hopefully you guys enjoy some of that stuff. We really want to get more of it out there. It's just taking us time, unfortunately. Until next week, I'm Sean. I'm Leah. Thanks for listening, and keep watching. That one's just for you, sweetie. Thank you.
the shocking nature of many scenes in this film, it is definitely not recommended for the squeamish.